What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames, and happy 420 for all you crazy, crazy herb uh, enthusiasts out there. Got a few things to talk about today on the show, including Ticketmaster's Live Nation is trying to pull a fast one, according to some uh, concert goers. Talk a little bit about that in entertainment news. In sports, Roger Goodell is actually okay with you booing him at the draft. Obviously, we all know how that goes every single year, so we'll talk a little bit about that. In video game news, looks like Pokemon Go might be making it easier for a lot of their... uh, for a lot of their um, Pokemon uh, players to go to raids remotely now. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, we have the second half of the collaboration between uh, B. Taylor for the brand new for his brand new single "It's on Me." I have special guest Duke Brown uh, in on the show today. He's going to talk a little bit about how he got started in the in the in the music industry, his collaboration with B. Taylor, and possible future projects. But first, let's start you all with some awesome 420 vibes. Here is Lifelines Rasta right here. Here on the Xander Effect.
420 mood, I don't know what will. That was Rasta by Lifeline right here on the Xander Effect. Welcome back, everyone. In entertainment news, looks like Ticketmaster, uh, which is owned by Live Nation, has uh, changed their policy, their return policies, ever since COVID-19 started, according to one of their concert goings, who is uh, filing a lawsuit against them. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Derek Hansen is a little pissed off because it looks like he purchased tickets uh, from Ticketmasters, and in the when they go ahead and purchase tickets, uh, the rules basically state that if the concert is canceled, postponed, or uh, or rescheduled, then they would get a full refund on their tickets. Well, since the COVID-19 uh, crisis began, it looks like Ticketmaster retroactively changed their refund policy in saying that people would only get a refund if the if the um, if the event was postponed or rescheduled but not cancel. So this is their way of kind of like circumventing the fact that it you know since all cancel concerts are canceled, they would have to refund every single like person back their money. So they went ahead and they covered themselves like that when the COVID-19 crisis happened. But that's something that you can't really do uh, or at least I, don't, I, I believe legally you can't really do. That's the reason why Derek Hansen is filing a lawsuit against them because he bought, he bought two tickets in February that cost 600 bucks. Uh, you know, that, well, actually, they, he spent almost $600 for him, and he would like to have that money back, seeing as he's not going to be going to the concert, and that money could be used for other things right now during this crisis. Um, but it looks like uh, Ticketmaster decided not to do that, and they're saying, well, these are the, this is the new policy. That's dude. That that in in a time where people need to stand together for Ticketmaster or any other company to try to go ahead and pull a fast one on their loyal customers. That's just disgraceful. That's just very disgraceful from them to go ahead and do something like that, just so that way they could cover themselves and make sure that you know they have their their money and they don't have to have to give that money back. If in fact all this is true you know so that that's just wrong because and right now it looks like Ticketmaster is not the only one facing some sort of a legal issue there's also uh, an EDM festival that's also facing a, a, another lawsuit is uh, you know uh, as is also United Airlines so there's a lot of these guys, a lot of these companies that are trying to keep their their customers' money so that way they don't have to go ahead and suffer through through their own financial issues. And in my opinion, that's that's greed right there. That's very greedy, very disgraceful for anybody to try to go ahead and keep money that really their customers aren't going to be able to use it anyway for items that they can't that they can't uh, enjoy right now because of the crisis. So. 
All these companies need to just return that money back to their customers so that way they could continue to have loyal customers and that way they don't have a bad reputation that's going that is currently what's happening right now so in other entertainment news r kelly is still trying to get out of prison um for fear of the of the current covid19 crisis uh as it stands the first time he tried the judge rejected it because uh kelly basically couldn't uh come up with a valid reason as to why he should be released or at least placed in how an uh, indefinite house arrest uh the you know his attorneys try to tell the judge that you know that uh with the current COVID 19 crisis happening uh r kelly is at uh, is a uh, is considered a high risk of contracting the virus and possibly not doing well with the virus possibly dying with the virus so you know at but at the time it hadn't hit the prison where R. Kelly is currently incarcerated at. So the judge said, you don't, you didn't bring me, uh, you know, there's no reason why I should release him. So they denied him the first time. Second time went ahead and again tried to get out because at that point, uh, uh, an an inmate had tested positive for COVID-19. But again, the judge said, you don't have sufficient evidence to have this person released. So no, again, second time denied. Plus, the prosecutors are claiming that R. Kelly is a high flight risk because he made a lot of money this year. So they don't want to release him anyway because of that reason. Um, because R. Kelly claims that, you know, he's broke. He has no money to be able to flee the country anyway. Plus, his passports have been all canceled because, you know, he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's a convicted criminal right now or not convicted, but he's a he's a criminal right now. So, again, it was denied for that reason. R. Kelly's attorneys are trying one more time by saying that R. Ke- R. Kelly owes $1.88 million to the IRS, so he really can't afford to uh, pay anybody to flee the country. So they continue and continue and continue to try to get him out, but it's just, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think it's falling on deaf ears at this point. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they're able to get him out. Uh, because it looks like R. Kelly's actually either either he's really scared or he just really wants to get out of prison right now. And he's trying to use the coronavirus pandemic as an excuse to be able to get out early. And who knows what. So we'll see what happens uh, in the coming weeks with that whole situation. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to interview up and coming hip hip hop artist and also he is Flo Rida's protege. His name is Du Brown, and he did a collaboration with B. Taylor. Uh, I interviewed B. Taylor, uh, you know, uh, not too long ago, in talking about their brand new song, It's On Me. And Du Brown has gone through a crazy, um, you know, journey to get to where he's at. Going from, going from, uh, from a professional athlete to being incarcerated to now you know being free and doing good towards others and trying to uh you know trying to make things happen for him and for his family with uh with with uh with Flowrider and his uh production company so his his story is amazing and he also chats about what he's got coming up in the near future so on the Xander effect, I have a hip hop artist, up and coming uh, hip hop artist, Do Brown. Do how you doing, man? What's happening, homie? We in here. 
But we inside, though. We ain't outside. <laughs> right, man? It's a beautiful day, too. I can't believe that we can't even enjoy this type of weather with, with everything. Oh, I'm enjoying oh, it. I'm enjoying it. I'm in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh man. I, you know what? I already don't like you, man. You're already you're in a nah, paradise nah, look, right look, now. I'm going to rub it in, then. Like, I, honestly, like, <laughs> no cap. Like, I, I'm barbecuing with my cousin. He just came home from doing a beer, like, last week. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm barbecuing outside, and I got my kids and his kids. They're on the bounce house, but I could literally like look like from my front yard and see the hard rock, like the good top. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's really like, that's really cool though, man. Like I've never I, I've always wanted to actually go to Miami and check it out, mainly because the women out there are ooh, man. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, California, where you know, California girls are California girls, but right. damn, Miami women, man. Oh man, I love that exotic look. I love no, I, 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 fuck with, I fuck with L.A. females, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them bosses, you know what I'm saying? They, You know what I'm saying? They bougie to, you know what I'm saying? You really get to know them, you know what I'm saying? Or, or really get in their chest. But, like, Miami, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a different type of uh, female because, like, kind of like um, 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 California and New York is so multicultural. But what people got to remember, all the islanders that come over here, they still got to come through Miami before they get to New York or L.A., you know what I'm saying? True. California. That's true, man. And I first, you know, so. And I have, and I have a very, very, uh, I have a major weakness for Brazilians and Cuban women. So you know, that's. Hey, <laughs> man, you, need to, you need to stay from down here because you got some Jamaicans that's real dark, dark skin, like Fifty Cent, oh, but she man. got she got green eyes and a big old. Oh butt. man. Real natural long hair because it's mixed, like Jamaican Chinese. You got Haitian Dominican, like you know what I'm saying. You got Brazilian and Cuban mixed, like it's just. That shit like crazy. Like, like I'm Jamaican, you know what I'm saying? Big yeah. up Tali Monday. Man, I it's it's crazy, man, because I mean I love I love I love that mixture of of dark skin with light eyes. Ah, oh, that just that you have me right there. Like with, with you know, if I see a woman with dark skin and like green or blue eyes, and I'm just right, right, I'm, right. In I'm in love. It's over. I'm in love. I'm just right. like, it's done. But <laughs> 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 but but you know I mean getting back to the the conversation at hand. <laughs> hey, shut up, man. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean you know like you you and B Taylor have come up with an amazing song talking about the party lifestyle. You know with it's on me and you guys that song is fire, man. That song is fire. I loved it the first Thank time you, I heard man. it. I appreciate I've, it. Thank I've you. been I've been playing it a couple of times on a couple of my episodes, man. And you guys just did an amazing job because you guys pretty much you know uh, you describe how it's like the party lifestyle. But before we get into that collaboration, I gotta right. ask, man. Did you did you always like? I mean, did you always knew know that you were gonna get? Uh, into hip hop as as a child, or was your, was nah, your direction in a nah, different direction? Nah, like you know, I grew up in uh, in the ghetto of Kansas City in Miami. Like you know, I'm from the same hood with um, the OG JT Money, uh, Rick Ross, um, Pretty Ricky, um, my big brother Flo Rida. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, all, all of us from the same hood. You know what I'm saying? Which is Kansas City, and um, you know, um, I was a Section A baby, like. Our rent was used to be $55, like, you know, from the government help and shit. So I always was good at football. Like, I was, like, the best in my neighborhood. Or at times, like, the top two. And, like, I was supposed to be the savior. And I got all the way to college. I played NCAA ball at um, at um, Edward Waters. And then I got a full ride off of the Lafayette, Louisiana. That's, like, 20 miles, 30 miles from LSU. And, um, you know, I was still in the streets, though. 
you know, every chance I get on the weekends, sneaking back home, you know what I'm saying, with my homies or whatever, you know what I'm saying, you know, because I was, I, I was kind of blessed what I thought back then because I had the street love and I had the athletic love, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I would kind of like spoil with it, you know, and like my big homies would like be mad when I sneak back down, but at the same time, they'll be showing me love and spoiling me when I'm home. And, you know what I'm saying? Some shit went left and, you know, some people started talking like they was, you know what I'm saying, living a certain way. And, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm from, when you talk like you live a certain way, like, I feel like you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some stuff happened, you know, with my cousin. And, you know, I had to make sure that everybody on our side, you know what I'm saying, make it back safe. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just, you know what I'm saying, leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? I had three co-defendants. You know what I'm saying? Nobody went to prison but me. You know what I'm saying? I lost my scholarship. Went in, they tried to get me to tell, telling me I had a daughter, you know what I'm saying, that was one years old, and I'm going to lose my scholarship. Like, I told them, I don't know what they talking about. And I took that shit to the chin. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and I, and I, uh, I did my bid. You know what I'm saying? I got out. And, and now I was just, you know what I'm saying, like, keeping my shit going. Like, was just staying, working out, reading my Bible, reading, you know what I'm saying, like, Black Enterprise, all the hip-hop magazines, like XXL, you know what I'm saying, King Street Element, you know what I'm saying, Ozone, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then keeping my ear to the streets, you know, I had, I had a couple phones in there, so I wouldn't lose touch of what was going on. And then they put me in charge of the band room, and I, I just grabbed, you know what I'm saying, a couple fools from, you know what I'm saying, Dave, Broward County, Lauderdale, and then some, some from Tampa, St. Pete, you know what I'm saying, one from Tallahassee, Daytona, and I, I formed a band, you know what I'm saying, with like two keyboard players, you know what I'm saying, one saxophone player, two drummers, and I had like six to seven rappers. You know what I'm saying? Every holiday they used to let us, you know what I'm saying, do our thing, you know what I'm saying? And when the whole, you know what I'm saying, on on, on prison come out and watch us and then certain guests from the street came and one time a dude from the NAACP was there and he seen me perform. And you know what I'm saying? He gave me some connections, you know what I'm saying? And, and long story short, it helped me, you know what I'm saying, on my journey. I will talk about that on another interview, but that's how that shit went though. You know what I'm saying? Well, I did my bit and I well, got out. You know, it's one of those things, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, you could have gone, you know, any other way, but it seems that, it seems that music helped, it was more therapeutic for you to go ahead and go in a different direction. I always loved music, though, even though I was a big athlete, like, my mom and them used to have card games, you know, on Fridays, you know what I'm saying, my mom was a hustler when I was young, you know what I'm saying, and my auntie them, even that ones that worked and shit, like, on, on Fridays, you know, when, when, when they came over, you know what I'm saying, to play cards at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, the only one of the little, little kids that knew how to put the needle on the record. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh-huh. an 80s baby. Yeah, you know <laughs> yep, I feel you on that. <laughs> so so I, I used to know how to put that shit right on there, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I used to do it every Friday and Saturday. Then my mom used to start saying, shouts out to my mama, she in the living room, too. <laughs> my mom used to tell them, um, um, y'all got to start tipping my baby. So everybody that won a hand in cars, they had to put, you know what I'm saying, $2 or $5 in, in my cup, you know what I'm saying, depending on you know what I'm saying, how much they won. So that, that that Saturday morning, you know, I got my cup full of money. I got about $25, $35. Wow. I'm going to the, the, the Little Caesars in the arcade. I'm the man. <laughs> I'm the man. Street Fighters. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was like, I bet you anything you are playing Street Fighter, weren't you? No, oh, oh, NBA Jams. Like, I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> Me too. That's why I'm saying. That's why as soon as you said arcade, I was like, I bet you, I bet you money he's playing Street Fighter because yeah, that was my game. <laughs> I'm the man. All the girls, they want to come eat slides of pizza and they can play Pac-Man. You know, <laughs> he having to ask me for quarters. 
Oh man, that's hilarious, man. That's so funny. That, like that's how you know that you're an '80s baby, because as soon as you go ahead, you hit the arcade. It was either NBA or it was Street Fighter. It was one of those two. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though, man. Because I mean, it's like it, it, you know, you, you you still like continued on with your music. I mean, regardless, music was always something that was inside of you regardless of of any trouble that you were in but it's it's really good that you know that you went in a in a different type of direction and you said that you were you always grew up like you grew up with flow rider so no no, no. We, 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 we grew up together um we grew up in the same neighborhood oh, okay in the same neighborhood he was, okay. on, he was on one side and i was on one side but and but we, our high school was the high school in our neighborhood was in between each other. So I knew a lot of the same people that he knew, and he knew a lot of the same people that I knew. But we didn't know each other until I came oh, home. Okay. And when I came home, the people that I knew and the people that he knew merged us together. Like you know, so his manager Freezy, and you know, what I'm saying my homie Pike, you know, shots out to them. You know, um, I had came home, and um, um five days later, um, they had a Fujiato car show. You know, that shit be big down here in Miami at the Dolphin Stadium. It's called um, the Hard Rock Stadium now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was walking there, you know, with one of my cousins, and I seen them boys, and, you know, they embraced me, and then they told me, man, rock out with us. I rocked out with them, and then they took me to the studio that night, and I recorded, like, nine songs that, that first night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I was loaded, you know what I'm saying? Like, in my head, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was loaded with music, so I, I let go nine, and, and that convinced them. And, you know, I used to record in the B-room, over at Strongville, IMG, that's, that's Florida studio that he owned. And at that time, Rocco, um, Future, you know what I'm saying, was heavy, you know what I'm saying, over recording at our studio because they was really getting tapped in with Miami at that time and on the Migos too because um, um, they, they, they close with um, the big homie E-Class that owned all the finger lickings and he um, signed Ross and he signed Flo and, you know, other people like that, you know. So I was in hallways, you know, seeing this shit going on and I'm just getting home. But I was in a B room recording, and them boys used to record in both A rooms. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm a street nigga, so you know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like like you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody gotta give me nothing. Like, I, I'm in the building. You know what I'm saying? I might not be the captain, but I'm on the boat. You know what I'm saying? So as long as I'm on the boat, I could get to where they going. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get to where they going. You know what I'm saying? I could do better things than than some of them. You know, or do some of the good things that they doing. And um, one day, you know, me and my um producer um Total um was recording in the B room and um 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 my manager shotgun he walked by and um he was like um who that is you and I'm like yeah he was like man that's hard you know what I'm saying so he was like I gotta tell Flo about that you know so you know we left it like that you know and and this industry that be industry talk like man people be saying shit all the time like just cause it sounds good or they might even feel like you got talent but don't be wanting to do nothing with you because they can't so they'll mm-hmm. try to say something you know what I'm saying? So later on, they could say, oh, I always knew. Or, yeah, I told him it was going to be, you know, so I didn't know if it was that or if it was real. So, you know, me and my homie kept working. You know what I'm saying? And uh, maybe about a week or two later, I was in there working again. And he was mixing that song because we did get a little fire behind it because my manager, Shotgun, is Flowrider's road manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when he said it, we did get a little fire behind it. So we said, okay, we're going to mix this down and make sure it's crisp and good. And then Flo walked by. And he came in the B-room. He was like, this yours? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, this is the one that Shotgun told me about. He was like, this hard. Well, y'all need, what y'all doing? And we're like, mixing it. He said, man, y'all need to mix this shit in the B-room. It might not today, come tomorrow. And y'all, I mean, the A-room. 
He said, come tomorrow then, y'all mixing the A-Room. And I was like, all right, dap me up, dap him up, we'll do something, he walked out. And we looked at each other like, all right, bitch, it's on. You know what I'm saying, we in the A-Room now. You know, and we got in the A-Room. You just graduated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got in the A-Room, like I never had to leave unless I wanted to go record in the B-Room, which I did. I felt so comfortable with the B-Room, even though I was, I was certified in the A-Room then, I still wanted to uh, uh, record in there, you know what I'm saying, and be by myself. But then when it's a big session, you know, with my homie Ball Greasy, like that's my brother, like we real, real tight. Like he used to be over there those nights too. Like so, if you got Ball Greasy, if you got my other homie Billy Blue, he had got signed by E Class and Timberland and Akon, and wow. um, and you got Flo Rida and you got um 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 Rocco in the building. Like and then it's a beat playing, and you want to get on that song. Ain't no more than three people getting on the song. If it's if it's if it's if it's eight balls, eight ball, eight ball. Okay, we can slide four people. So you got to hurry up and be in them three to four slots, and that shit got to be five. Because if yeah. it ain't five, you ain't finna make the cut. And at this time, I got a name in the streets, and I got a name on the football field, but I ain't have no name in music. You feel what I'm saying? And sometimes, even though people respected me and they knew they couldn't look boy me because I was plugged in all over, it's still like sometimes I feel like I wasn't getting the real respect doing the music. And then I'm a big dude. I'm, I'm 6'3", 265. So a <laughs> lot of people... Yeah, Intimidated. No, no, nah, nah, that ain't... <laughs> Nah, because see, I'm humble, <laughs> dog. I know anybody could get it, you feel me? Yeah. So I, I, I ain't stupid, but a lot of people thought I would flow goon. They thought I would flow bodyguard. Oh, uh, okay. They were they were having a misconception of who you actually were. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, bro, like, he's super humble, too, you know? So And then he from the streets, the project. Yeah, because well, cause, cause, cause I know Flo, like, he's a big guy, too. He's a he's a big dude himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'm about 30 pounds bigger than brother. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'd be scared of you guys. Like, all that scared shit. Like, not not saying like we're trying to put down and, and yeah. them, that shit. That ain't ain't what it is. Cause now nah, it's, it's a double edged sword. You got people gonna take you out two ways. They gonna blackball you and try to do the shit at night till you shots out the shit at night. He was a boss. He an icon, but. Some people were so scared on physically, they 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 threw stones and hit their hand like there was oh, people at them putting the police on them, paying dudes five thousand dollars just to go hit them. Don't care if you wow. get beat up. Wow, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So that's just wrong. Know. That's just wrong because I mean, I've actually I've met a lot of a lot of dudes because I used to I used to be a, a, a Hollywood club promoter for many years. And right. I always became friends with all the security guards at every single club that I promoted at. And these guys are big dudes, you know? And, but they were, like, the nicest guys you'd ever meet in your entire no, life. they be doing too much. I done not one of them out before. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying about the common misconception about big dudes being intimidating. Big hey, dudes are actually, big look, dudes are actually the nicest him, guys. Don't give them no pass, though. Some big dudes do be humble because they know they size and stuff. Yeah. And they don't want no problem. Yeah. And they know what damage could be done. But there's some big dudes that throw their weight around. And they're the ones I don't like. Those they're bullies. Yeah, but I'm the bully stopper though. I like to I like to stop bully for people though. Cause this man ain't even fucking with you. Like, see by me, I've been to prison and I've been to college and playing yeah. ball. So I was in two places where I was forced to be around people that I didn't want to be around. So I had to adapt and know how to deal with them. You might be on a dorm on a wing or whatever, which I was blessed to have an off-campus apartment that the school paid for. But even my neighbor next door, I'm, if, if I was paying for it on my own, I, I could say I don't want that apartment because this person stand there, but the school paying for it, so you got to stay there. If you locked up in prison, you can't control really too much 
who, 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 who your roommate is unless you're a real boss you know? and you got to take time for that. You, know, you can't control who you sleep next to or you're in a, in, in a hundred man open bay. So I learned how to deal with different type of people. So I got friends that ain't grew up like me. That's really my friends and they, and they really love me and I really love yeah. them. And like, and mo most people say they green and they is like, like green, but they got a friend like me that ain't gonna let you fuck over. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, they got a good heart. They love you. They smart. They love God. And, and, and they good to me. So you might, they think because they skinny or they small, you know what I'm saying, that you going to mess over them or, or you going to bully them. And say, nah, that's what we here for. You ain't doing that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He good. That's good, though. I don't, I don't like that. That, that. That's for suckers. That's good. That's good, though, man, that you at least look out for the little guy. You know, that's actually a really I, good I, thing. I don't you care know? you white. I don't care you black. I don't care you like me. I'm gonna tell, and I want to say this, and I hope y'all keep this part right here. Like, I, I, I'm from the ghetto of Kansas City, Miami. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's arguably the top three, the top five roughest places in the world. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Home of the first 48 and everything. But I still give respect, and I demand mine. And I don't care what color you wear. I don't dislike white people. I dislike racist white people. I don't dislike uh, 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 Hispanics. I dislike racist Hispanics. I don't dislike black people. I dislike racist black people. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that that's what I'm on. Like, if, if you're not a part of that, I can fuck with you. We good. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? We could be friends. You know what I'm saying? Long, long as you ain't with the bull, like, like even around me, like, like I, I had to learn, like, to, to, to deal with, you know what I'm saying? Like, the LGBT community, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to learn how to deal and get along with them because I'm not a part of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a straight man that love women. But some of them do the best business that I ever seen in the world. You feel what I'm saying? They do good business, you know what I'm saying? And they put you in a good position to win. You know what I'm saying? But once upon a time in my mind, because I wasn't like that and because where I come from, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't even uh, didn't, didn't even want to be around one of them. But you learn and you grow and you elevate. And you know, as long as it's that respect factor, they know you don't swing that way. You know what I'm saying? You know you don't swing that way. Y'all got good business, good relationship. Everything cool. Do the business, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They get paid what y'all signed up for on the contract and everything going. And you go your separate way. If the business was good, you keep it going. That's what my mind that cause I was able to grow up in the hood. I done been to college. I done been to prison. And one and my big bro, you know what I'm saying? He one of the biggest stars in the world. You know, shouts out the flow. Yeah, and and you know what? At, at the end of the day, I mean, it just seems that from from what I, from from what you're saying, it basically the bottom line is that you, you don't like racists. You know, I mean, because racist people, they they they're you know they don't they're they're not they're not they're they're not good people, obviously. Um, you know, and it's all about respect. It's all about you know you you know uh, it's all about mutual respect going both ways, and that's really good that you have those types of you know those types of values instilled in you where you basically it's, it's all about mutual respect you respect me i'll respect you you know type of thing which is really good because in this industry you have to have that kind of a mentality you know yeah. um you have to have that open-minded mentality you know but at the same time you also have to like leave negative people away you know keep yeah, negative my, mom, people my mama taught me that my mama taught me how to pray my mama taught me how to be a gangster my mama taught me how to cook my mama told me if i let somebody beat me up she gonna beat me up when i get back to the crib you know what i'm saying like let me let you out of my mom's phone. Hey, mom, it's the radio station. Say hi to me. Hi, how you doing? This okay. Hi, Mrs. Brown. How you doing? Oh, great. Yeah, man. Well, that's cool, I, man. That's I cool. Ain't you... Lock them back out, man. They trying to get in here. 
<laughs> no worries, no worries. So let's talk. So let's talk a little bit about your new single, "It's On Me." That that single has been like I like I said at the beginning of the interview. That single has been fire, man, and that song is amazing. How did you and uh, B Taylor link up? Shouts out to B. That's my homie. That's my dog, B Taylor. Oh man, B Taylor linked up. Um, oh, see, uh, first of all, shouts out to God. That's the big dog. You know, um, God, you know, put it in a position for Flo to ask me to um, come to Vegas um, to do um, a song on his set at um, 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 the um, Hard Rock in Vegas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rehab. That's where we was at, you know, before they closed it down. Mm -hmm. And this was like four years ago. And um, I did my song. It's called um, Bags. So I had Flo right on the hook. Um, Y'all go check that out. Bags. Do Brown and Flo right on. But, uh, B. Taylor watched me perform that, and uh, the crowd gave me a big, big, big response. They went crazy. You know, we was throwing champagne and water and stuff, and uh, we went and had a penthouse party after it was over. You know, B. slid up on me. He was like, yo, man, I love your voice, man. Like, you got, like, a DMX, Rick Ross, Ja Rule. You know, I, be, I don't be liking when people be saying that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but at the same time, I respect them boys. And then, I, I like I say, with growth, I grew to understand what they were saying, like just about the raspiness, I guess, or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he, he was always saying, you know, that he wanted to work with me. You know, he had came down to Miami a couple times, and you know, um, you know, I make sure he good when he come down there, father, where he could go, you know, where he wanted. You know, ain't nobody gonna mess with him. You know, what I'm saying he ain't got to just go on South Beach. You know, what I'm saying he could go where he want. You know, and he was like, yo, man, when I'm going back. I'm gonna I'm make sure, man. I get the um the, the flight, you know, what I'm saying information. I'm get the hotel for you. I'm gonna set you up, big boy style. You know, he told me that. You know, what I'm saying, like I say, you know, what I'm saying to be the real talk and the industry talk. So, you know, until the um, information came in the email, you know, I ain't know really what it was. You know, and even though I had not been knowing him for 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 like three years at that time, and we had been seeing each other like probably four or five times a year because we go to Vegas a lot. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And he kept his word and he sent the information, you know, through Shotgun. And, um, you know, I, I flew out there and um, floated on um, um, just by the grace of God. We ended up coming out there two days later. You know what I'm saying? So I flew out there two days ahead of them by myself. And, you know, when I got there, you know, he was on point, man. Like, shots out to B. Taylor. Like, I can't lie. Like, you got to call a spade a spade and give a motherfucker their roses, you know what I'm saying, while they're here. And uh, when I got off the plane, bro, I had like two, three missed calls. For, no, no, dog, let me tell you real quick. Mm -hmm. On the way to the airport, I live off my alarm clock, so I wake up on on time, everything, you know what I'm saying? On the way to the airport, I'm on point, everything packed, get up, you know what I'm saying? Uber get out there, yep. On the way to the airport, I get almost there, big accident. I get wow. there to the airport. Yeah, bro, I'm stuck for about an hour, bro. <laughs> hour, 15 minutes in traffic. I get there by the time I clear and everything, they tell me I got five minutes. When I run down there, they tell me to just shut the door. Right, yeah, that's how oh, it happens. The devil be working trying to stop a gangster, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. I just said I'm a little proud to stay calm, so I called B, called B by five, six times. He finally answered, because you know it's three hours difference from, you know, Miami, you know, to Vegas. So mm -hmm. he answered, and I'm like, yo, B, like, look, when I was calling you before, I sent him the picture of the traffic and all, but he wasn't answering. So he was like, yeah, I see. I said, man, it wasn't my fault. I was on time. I missed it. Man, two hours later, Man, dog booked me another flight, man, first class, man. You know what I'm saying? Sent me out to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? I landed like a boss, you know what I'm saying? When I landed, he had to call me two times. I missed call. He called me again. Hey, look, so when soon as you get your bag, look, hey, is your car going to be out there? He going to have your name? Da -da 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 -da. I got there. <laughs> car was there. Got me right. 
You know what I'm saying? Nice, everything. Straight to the hotel, Mr. Brown. They got my bag, took me to the desk, gave me the double key game, you know? And, 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 you like, and what you gotta remember, like, you know, like, 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 Floor, big dog, you know what I'm saying? Like, E Class, mm -hmm. big dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, Big D shots out them, the uh, super producer Big D, they big dog. So, times that I don't went, you know what I'm saying, on, on five, four, five star hotels outside of myself, doing my own shows and, and, and hosting parties and stuff, been with them. So, this is the first person that outside of the, the, the homies, you know, and, and, and me on my own that was laying everything out. So, you know, I, I was kind of concerned because if I'm going to do it, it's going to be right. And if they do it, it's going to be right. I didn't know how he, he was going to set me up. So they set me up right. When I got to the, to the, they took me upstairs. When I got upstairs, they had my little vibe waiting on me. You already know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? My vibe? <laughs> yes, sir. My vibe was laid there waiting on me. I'm talking about enough to get me through. You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't got to be pressured or worry about nothing. And then I got a text saying, hey, dude, um, your Patron will be coming up at 8, and studio session is at 9 downstairs in the B room. I'm in the A room. We're in the Paul's Hotel now. Wow. That's why I'm saying shots out to B. I want to give them his roses because people be getting on interviews in front of the camera and try to make it by themselves. You know what I'm saying? And I know who I am and I'm confident in myself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know me, know who I am. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't looking for, you know what I'm saying, no pats on the back for myself. But he set me up right, man. And I, we got down to the studio at nine. And, you know, I took a couple shots at Patron. You know, I got my brain right. You feel me? And, um, we were supposed to do a Nipsey, Khaled, John Legend type vibe. That's what they wanted my voice on. And that's what they was telling me about on my way to Vegas. But when we got over there, man, he, he was like, yo, I would be telling him, like, yo, dude, I want to change it up. Like, uh, your voice, man, I want to put it on the Afro beats. Like, and that's what's popping right now. And it's a lot of Caribbeans in Miami. And he was like, ain't you from the islands? I'm like, yeah, I'm Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, man, it'll work. And they ran the beat, man. I tell you no lie, bro. Like, like, bro, he did the hook maybe in, like, 30, 45 minutes, bro. And by the time he was finished doing the hook, bro, like, I was like, yo, dude, nah, that don't sound right. And that's another thing why he's so dope, like, because he was able to take constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. Push and pull and, yeah, hey, put this, say this instead of that. Say that. that. That's, okay, always, yeah. that's, that's always good to have somebody that can take that type of criticism. They're easier to yeah. work with. Yeah, and when I was telling her, because you know what, I was trying to make sure that the song would be enough for everybody. Because sometimes a, a person might have to pull me back from being too Miami or too down south. And then my manager shotgun, that's what he was telling me on the way out there, hey, don't don't play now. You already know, everybody know you're going out there. So everybody going to want to hear it. You know something going to be want you to do right, and something going to be waiting for you to fuck up. That's what he told me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, come on. That's bro, true. You know I'm yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're going to keep it gutter. Yep. You know, I was like, bro, and, but but that that's already how I'm built. Like I think like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? For people that's not gonna like it, whoever I don't know, I gotta make enough people like it that they can overshadow the ones that don't. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's what my mind be. So and I'm I, 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 I'm a murder kill type anyway. Like I'm a Mike Tyson type. That's my that's my thought process. Like I'm a Kimbo Slice type thinking. Like I'm going to destroy. That's that. That's how I think. You know, that's how I well when I play football. That's how I think on the track. Like look how I came up around with music. Like. I recorded in the same hallways where Ross recorded at same studios under the same CEO. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like E-Class, like Flow, like Big D, like I, I can't, you can't play, you know what I'm saying? When you around them people, when you could touch them, when you could be in pictures with them, when you at the lucrative parties. Okay, yeah, you rap. Okay, now we know you, you know them. Okay, but what you sound like or what you doing? 
You know what I'm saying? And, and I always the type, I'm going to hold my own. You know what I'm saying? So um, we did the song, bro. And I got in there, and I did mine in 20 minutes, bro. Like, and, it's, and, the, and the producer name was Bull. And uh, 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 engineer name was Bull, uh, should I say. The detailer, you can ask him when you talk to him. 20 minutes, bro, I was done. And I was really, like, had a chip on my shoulder because I felt like, I'm a hood dude, I'm an urban artist, but only the people that really know me, know me, know that I could do different genres of music. I say, but they don't think I'm gonna deliver on this. And talking to the ladies, come on, man. Yeah, Too man, easy. and Too you know easy. what? And you know what? Like, that that right there, you know, that collaboration that you guys made is just, is just amazing, because, I mean, that song has been doing very well uh, in streaming sites. I mean, I've gotten a lot of compliments on the song myself as well. Um, Play it on here, and that song, that song's good, man. You know, you know, it's 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 an awesome, it's an awesome, fun song that pretty much describes the club life, you know, so and the party lifestyle. So you know, it's all about the VIP. So you know, but that's really cool. I mean, are you, you guys, um, are you guys gonna be doing any more collaborations? Yeah, we got the gun cut back right now. We just as soon as somebody move, bah, you feel me? Yeah. Like, but but listen, like. It ain't like, see that song bigger than just like, and I want the ladies to know this, like, when we say step right up to the VIP, you know what I'm saying? Oh, don't wait, cause tonight's on me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean just like, cause, cause how you look or how many followers you got. Like, like with me, like with do, and like how I was taught the party, like from my OGs, like we had a, the, 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 we take loyalty over, over the bad chicks, you know what I'm saying? I want a loyal chick, you know what I'm saying? Over a dime piece, you know what I'm saying? Any day. You know what I'm saying? That's that that that's how I move. So like we gonna keep some baddies around us, but you better believe they done passed that loyalty test. And we don't want the ones that's always at everybody's table. You was at French table in here last week. You was at Ross table last month. You feel what I'm saying? You were trying to get at 50 table, but we seen the security stiff on you. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? But like yep. the females that 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 when when I say it's on me, because I really mean that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We really mean that, like, like you ain't gotta pay for nothing, but you coming over there to look good. You coming over there to vibe. You coming over there to hang out. You coming over there to dance and turn up. Have this a good time. Friday. Yeah, this your Friday. This your vacation. This your weekend. You know what I'm saying? The kids, they, they somebody watching them. You know what I'm saying? Your dude, if you got a dude, he done give you your pass for that night. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't trying to hang out and live La Vida Loca and break the knob, <laughs> turn up. All the bottles be gone when we leave. You can't come. But you got to fit all those criteria. And if you do, you good. Hey, after, hey, after it's over, you can get breakfast. And we gonna go eat somewhere big. And you gonna get to order what you want. You ain't gonna have to say, well, how much that is your order? And then you good. And then everybody go their separate way. That gonna make them want to come and vibe with you again. Cause, cause, cause you ain't always trying to fuck on them. Yeah, and you know, you know what? That's you know, I'm I'm so I'm so glad you said that because that's the same way I feel. I mean, I've gone out, you know, like like I said, I was a promoter for many years, so I was always, you know, I always had a table, I always had bottles, I always had, you know, a lot of ladies around me and everything. But it's it's so funny because, you know, I could actually count in less than one hand how many women I hooked up with during my time as a promoter. And people would actually be like, dude, that's impossible. You're like a promoter. Promoters get laid all the time. It's like yeah, but I'm not about like that all the time, you know. Like I'm about I'm about quality in in the person that I'm with, and not only that, but when I go out, I don't go out to go ahead and just look to just get laid all the time. I go out to have a good time. See, I go out to have a fun, you, you know. Let me tell you something, Xander, what you got to overstand, and you got to remember, and this go for me and you and everybody in that 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 that, that life that we in and in that that field. See, like we in it for something else. 
we in it for the passion, the career. We in it yep. to feed our family. You know what I'm saying? So you know, we look at it different because, like I like 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 I tell, you know what I'm saying? I'm a girl all the time. Like like I I I see it, and I got all sisters. You feel what I'm saying? And I be seeing that fooky booky, that flow. I know the fake smile and the touching on the shoulder and all that there, <laughs> trying to act like you like me and all that. That I see it. So we, but but people, if I was a, I ain't gonna lie, probably if I was a regular dude that never played football, then I never um, you know what I'm saying, did music, you know what I'm saying, to the level I do it or whatever. Like that shit probably would drive me crazy too. Like if I wasn't strong minded, you know what I'm saying, which I yeah. am. But like I, I put it this way. I rationalize with those that fall weak if they ain't built right mentally. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think, if a person working Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday and they got that one, two day to hang out and they seeing this baddest of the baddest and her dress crawling up and you can see it from the back and the nipples hard and pierced and she really <laughs> wants you. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, like, that's a lot. To you're, only you're, you're only human. You're only human. But look, but look, but listen, for a person that don't see that on a regular and they run, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah, it's you gotta true. remember, I play I, like I, I, I was cool in my schools and in my hood. I was good. Like I was always one of the big dogs, never no bully, like always one of the big dogs. Like on my team, I was captain. You know what I'm saying? Like when I started doing music, I started doing music around the elite. So I'm used to, you know what I'm saying, being a leader without having to say I'm a leader. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to, you know what I'm saying? So music. It, like it don't affect me and people that came up like I did and people that had some type of notoriety or people that was uh, a head or a leader of something, it don't affect us the same way because we, we know how to handle the fame or or, or, or the support. Cause I don't like to say fans. I know, I know how to handle my supporters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The weight get heavy. Like a lot of times your back end be getting spent cause you got to end up buying two extra bottles. You know what I'm saying? Then the girl, you done tipped her, but she ended up being over there longer than she, the tip that she got because it's so much people and it's so much more about now you got to get her more money. You feel what I'm saying? Then the DJ, yeah, you on the flyer, so he going to play your shit, you know what I'm saying? So you want to show him some type of love. You feel what I'm saying? Then the girls that's dancing off your song, you feel what I'm saying? If it's a booty club, you know what I'm saying? A strip club, you know what I'm saying? You got to show them love. So you don't touch some of the back. Like, man, it's a lot, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That why that crown, like me say, that crown get heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? If you up for the challenge, you know what I'm saying? I'm a win. You know what I'm saying? No matter how heavy it get, you feel what I'm saying? That's I know true. I'm a king. That's yeah. true. You're right about that because I mean, you know, and man, you hit the nail right on the head too because. Yeah, like many people, you know, uh, many people that aren't, that were just, uh, that were just guests of mine that were coming to the club, they would always assume that, oh, wow, this is a great lifestyle that you got, man. You're always partying. You always got it. I'm like, you know what? To me, it's work. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm working here. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, pay bills. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Like you guys have no idea the stuff that I have to do in order to make sure you guys are having a good time. Right. So it's 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 like you said, it's a crown that you have to wear, and it, it and it falls heavy on you sometimes. You don't know the pressure you have at eleven o'clock. Exactly. exactly. Your phone go to dancing like Michael Jackson at eleven o'clock. Everybody calling you, trying to get <laughs> a spot in the club and tell you what yep. time. They, look, remember, I'm an artist now, right? So, like, I, like what I do, me and my close close people in the circle. Like, as soon as I get the word that what we gonna do, what show, or what party we hosting, they get the word, and then the B team get the word and that's how I be like, so okay, everybody know we going. So I know they done told you where we going and I done post the flyer. And you yeah. know, yeah. and you done been out with me <laughs> numerous yeah. times. 
Yeah. Why you keep calling me like that? Like, okay. <laughs> no, I got no, no, no. Dude, dude, let me tell you, let me tell you the worst part that I had to go ahead and deal with. Whenever we had like a huge event, whenever we had like a huge uh, artist that was going to perform and I knew it was going to be a hell of a night, like it's going to be hectic. I would tell my guests, get there early. What would they do? They would get there fast. Get there late. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, and they're like, well, I'm outside. I'm like, I told you to get here early for that right. reason. Like, there's a reason nah, why. What, what, what about this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the week that, like you say, the week, cause, cause it's a lot of times, like, I done did joint ventures, like, or, 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 or the opened up or did my set with Flo, like, when Meek done been there on T.I., like, Friends, like, you know, 50 Cent, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so when they know you going to host a party or you on the car at a, a, a a big headline event, your likes and everything gonna go up that week. Your DM gonna be dancing even more because they're gonna be trying to prepare saying hi to you once or twice through the week. So a day or two before the event, they're gonna be like, oh, you going to what's the name? Now you <laughs> I know that too, dude. I've, Come on, I've, dog. I've had, to, I've had to deal with that. Or, or the worst part about it is like, and this is just from a promoter standpoint, is that the worst part is when is, is when you don't come through for them, suddenly you're their biggest enemy at that point. You're like, oh, well, you're useless. You couldn't even get me well, into this thing right now. I'm like, that. That boy changing, boy. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I told you to be here at a certain time. It's not my fault that you got here late and, you know, now you're blaming me for it and you're going with another promoter because he was able to walk you through because he's got more pull. That's bull, you know? That yeah. that right there is that's not loyalty. That's just that's just BS. That's why that the, the, that's one of the many reasons why I don't miss working in that industry because it's a thankless job. Being a promoter is really a thankless job. You know, it's all about what have you done for me lately. You know, and and it's uh, you know, I would actually have to say that that's probably the same way in the entertainment industry. It's all about what have yeah, you done. It for is. Me. It is, it is like that's why like I, I I was blessed too like like I write fast like I got I got a pen so I could write songs for people like, I help I have wrote songs for people mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so like I feel like the more tools you have to bring to the table you know what I'm saying like the more expensive you get so, you know what I'm saying the, the, the better they got to treat you you know they know they can't play you feel what I'm saying because he bring more to the table and then like everybody want the heartthrob artist or the street artists mm -hmm. or the pop artists it's one of the three now that's what Pete that's what the labels want you to do either deal you your heart you appeal your heartthrob you appeal as a, as a gangster you rough around the edge people want to be you they look up to you or you you are black or white or, or, or Hispanic pop star and that, that, or, that, or, that, that. or you're also or, or country starting to creep in too a little bit too country been there so that it's like with them you can even you got to mention it. Like, mm -hmm. country and gospel they so big, they been big. Like hip hop had just surpassed them like a couple of years ago. That's why I'm really mentioning like the the, the hip hop and the pop mm -hmm. because like it, country and gospel was always like True. juggernaut. Country gospel R and B, you know what I'm saying? Was always like juggernaut some music, you know what I'm saying? Like True. EDM, you know what I'm saying? Like hip hop, all that stuff creating on neo soul and created a lane for itself. So you know what I'm saying? Once I know how to, you know what I'm saying? Like like write, I, I know how to do hooks. I write my own music. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody got a five hook now, or if I know you write five hooks, hell yeah, I'll let you write a hook for me because that going to give me a different vibe to come on when I write my verses. You know what I'm saying? But I can write my own material and music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my producers that have worked with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we built beats from scratch. It's like probably 40% of the time I'm helping them 
with it or giving them sound. Put that. No, no. And I don't even really know what the press or what, but when they be doing shit, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's not just how I am. And I try to let people know, you know what I'm saying, that's how I am before we even work together. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I ain't finna take over, but I know what I'm looking for. You feel what I'm saying? No, that's very true. And that's, and that's, that's just the way, that's just the way it goes when it comes to this industry. So it's, it's, it's crazy, man, but it looks like you're doing fantastic. I got to ask during this time of crisis, are you still working? Are you still doing, are you still like uh, putting down beats? Are you still putting down like new music or have you kind of like, are you right now at a, at a stop like the rest of like, like pretty much the rest of the world is right now? No, um, we ain't at a stop cause uh, we blessed that, um, that uh, Flo got his own studio, him and Freezy. You know, and uh, there's five, six studios, you know, air conditioning, upstairs, downstairs, computer room, kitchen, you know, um, 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 dining area, you know, like like um, a chill area. So, you know, everybody like, like, like close knit. Like, shout out to uh, International Nephew, Flo Nephew here, artist. Like, he get his time to go work, you know what I'm saying? Flo go work through the night. Like, Flo like to work late. He like to work 12, 1 to like 7, 8 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm a dude, like, you know what I'm saying? I like to work like early in the daytime, like 12, 1, 2 o'clock towards the evening. And the reason that I got stuck like that is because when I first started, like in the B room, that was the time that I could get. Mm-hmm. But I found out that it was better for me because if I could work from 12, 1 o'clock to 7, 8 o'clock in the afternoon, I could still go home, take a shower, get something to eat. And if that record dope enough, I'm taking it to the club the same night. <laughs> nice. The same night. Nice. Nah, that's saying, cool. Yeah. That's saying, cool, though, man. So, so are we going to be expecting some new music coming from you very soon? Yeah, man. I got a song, man, with Ball Greasy, man. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready to come out, man. The artist called Kiddo Mall, man. You know what I'm saying? I got um, a new one with Jimmy Dade. You know what I'm saying? The, the song with um, Ball Greasy and Kiddo Mall is called Bando. But then I got another song with Jimmy Dade, you know what I'm saying, called Run. Run. You know, and um, I got the one with B. Taylor. You know, it's on me. You know, it's and it's three different genres of music. You know what I'm saying? And I tapped in on, and I still sound like me. You know what I'm saying? But don't sound the same. You know, so I'm blessed, man. I'm working. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm spending time with my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm barbecuing. Um, I'm preparing two, three meals a day. I'm wetting them with the water hose, letting them get in the pool. You know what I'm saying? Like all that, there, man. Playing board games. All that's cool, man, that you're able to go ahead and, like, you know, uh, and, and you know, still make time for your family because that's always important. Family's always I'm a important. girl dad, man. I'm a girl dad. Man. There I you got go. I got three daughters, man. And I bet you got a wonderful gun collection to go with that. <laughs> you already know. You know, Dad. Why would I lie? No, that's cool, though, man. Well, that's yeah, that's awesome. Man. That I mean, I hope that I get to play uh, some of your new songs on my on, on the show. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm finna load you. I'm finna, you, you finna get. Do you know it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why, though. Because, like, you ain't do too much, and you weren't corny, and you weren't trying to, like, play no sucker game, like, corner me off, all that slick stuff. So, due to that, I'm going to make sure that the next two singles that are finna come out, you finna be in, like, that top 20 blast that go out for you to get them shits first. You feel me? Thanks, because, man. I appreciate that. all the loyalty and you being trill. You feel me? Like, we don't do no suckers, man. Nah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the love on that, man. And likewise, you guys, all you guys are amazing. Shout out to B. Taylor and his father. Hey, uh, let me his father. This, let me this about his father. His father, man, like, you know, he's doing better. You know, He's he, recovering, he, yep. 
we recovering from the corona, man. You know yep. what I'm saying? And, and and I just let y'all know, you know, it's real because you know, like like that. It's, that was the first person, you know, that I knew, you know, and, and a dude named Buck three hundred five down here. Shouts out to Buck. He recovering. He do merch and stuff for Cali and Ross and Flow. But those were the first two people that I knew of that had it. Like, wow. you know, it, it bothered me when I seen cases and people dying, you know. But that when you know somebody, you know, by then, man, this man supposed to be going to D.C. We had Club Opera March thirteenth. That was canceled. We had LA the next week. We had Vegas the week after that. And we were supposed to be in Miami. So we still were mentally preparing for all this. And then he had to deal with that with his father. But you know, my my, my team, my family, you know, the whole strong on IMG family, the whole same gang family, you know, flow on our attorney Mathis. Shouts out to Reggie Mathis, you know, everybody would pray for him on that end. So he had two coastal people, you know what I'm saying? Praying for his old boy, you know what I'm saying? People out of Chirac, you know, praying for his dad, you know. And the man recovering, man, you know, and um, shouts out to them, man, like that, that that's dope, man. Like he was at, cause this gon' he gonna get something big up out of this, like God finna give him a big blessing, like for him to be able to sustain and then still still stay solid and grounded through his his, his father being sick like that with a deadly um yeah. virus and then like you gotta think, see that's how I think. You know what I'm saying? Like and when all this clear, we we put to be on the move. You know right. what I'm saying? Like as soon as it clear, so you know, that that, that that that's that's what we wish praying and wishing for, man. And that's true, man, because I got off the phone with uh, BT earlier, and uh, he told me. He told me that his dad is, is recovering. I was really, really happy to hear that because, you know, I was praying for his father. I'm, pray I'm, I, I'm praying for everybody that's being affected by this crisis and by this virus that has, has killed so many thousands of people all over the world and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are being affected by this. So, you know, I'm glad to hear, you know, it's always good to hear happy endings, you know, on, a, on, on people that are recovering. So, yeah, right. you know, definitely shout out to B. Taylor and his father. Shout out to your friend as well. Glad to hear that he's also recovering as well. And yeah, man, I mean, you know, like we, we just hopefully when this is all over, you know, you guys come out here to L.A. I'd love to man, see you guys, man. No, listen, dog. Keep me in rotation, bro. We coming. And for you and all the bad loyal chicks, it's on me, man. I'm dead, man. Listen, I'm serious, serious. I ain't playing. I'm, oh. I ain't play. And look, I'm telling you, and once I get you to call, you're going to be hooked, bro. We break the knob, bro. Hey, I'm, I'm, I, hey, you know what? I'm not doubting it at all, and I'm going to be there. I'm going to definitely be there. Going to definitely be continuing to play you guys' music because your guys' music is amazing. Like, it's awesome. I love the, 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 the stuff that you guys got going on, and trust me when I say it's going to be on the show. One question, dude. How can people stalk you on social media? On Instagram, man, you can catch me at dobrown underscore same game. That's D-O, brown, all together, underscore same game, S-A-M-E. G-A-N-G. -G. On Snapchat, it's the same thing. Do Brown 7. Do Brown all together, the number 7. On Facebook, it's Do Brown. On Twitter, it's Do Brown 2. That's D-O Brown all together. You don't got to separate that and make sure you put it in caps. There you go. There you go. Well, Do Brown, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect, man. I hope to get you back on here again very soon. Hopefully, you come out to L.A. I get to sit down and have an interview with both you and We always be in L.A. I'm coming back. We always in L.A. I'm from L.A. Them boys out that gangster. Then we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. But thanks again, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you being on the show, bro. No problem. I hope I had an effect on y'all, man. And it's on me, man. Run that. Spin that. Bump that. Always, man. Be safe out there, too, man. You and your family. All right, my brother. You be safe, too. All right. All right. Thank you. Y'all. <laughs>
That be tell I tell Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it, though. <laughs> One life. Do brown. Same game, be telling. What up? Kick it like this kickball, power couple. She dripping in that Dolce Gabbana. They wanna touch her. Everybody know that's do girl. What you gonna do about it? Me and her take on the world. Now that's a true rider. And she be on single, all in her own class. Hella book smart. I be grabbing on a real life. Since it's on me, I'ma put it on you. Sipping on the best of the best. We playing taboo. Care City 305. I'm a dirty baby. Help you with your homework. Now we getting dirty, baby. Drinking dirty slipper, baby. Got a new tiptoeing. Cause I made the right moves. Got a new she be in my lap snoring, I should call you FaceTime But I got respect for her, I'ma spy your face now I never poke a big dog, we be hella outside Never have a side to choose, cause it's only one side Step right up to the VIP yeah. The IP, VIP yeah, yeah. We them bad, bad boys All you ladies ain't got no damn choice I said me and do bad, bad boys A.A. flow where them girls at Yo, yo, shop where them girls at D.D. money where them girls at I'm trying to party where them girls at Cause after the party, it's the after party After the party to my hotel lobby After the lobby to five in the morning It's just me and you There's only you one side That was B. Taylor and Duke Brown's It's On Me right here on the Xander Effect. Thanks again, Duke Brown, for being on the show. Really appreciate your time. Looking forward to more music from you. Looking forward to interviewing you once again here on the Xander Effect in the near future. In sports, looks like Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, is going to be fine with you booing him. As we all know, every year, every time the draft comes around, when Roger Goodell comes out to introduce the next uh, the next draft pick, the entire, like, well, when, when we were able to go see the draft in person, the entire audience would boo him every single time he walked out. It was the funniest thing to see, and it's been going on for many years. 
seen as the fact of the matter that many fans are not too happy with Roger Goodell and how he uh, how he is a commissioner, how he commissions uh, the NFL, how he runs things in the NFL. So this year, it looks like Roger Goodell is going to be okay with uh, fans booing him. He has uh, gotten involved. Well, actually, um, Bud Light has gotten involved by saying that for every person that boos uh, Roger Goodell, they will be donating a dollar every time they see the ha- the hashtag boo the commish uh, pop up on social media. And they're even saying that they will also donate $500,000 uh, to uh, um, up to 500. They will contribute up to $500,000 uh, to the COVID-19 relief efforts to actually hear you the league's commissioner so guys this is your time to shine you're watching the draft you get on social media you hashtag boo the commish or you go ahead and you film yourself doing it and it all goes to a great cause it all goes to the efforts of the COVID-19 crisis so make sure you go ahead and you know share how you really feel about the commish on social media in other sports news it looks like the prodigy BJ Penn uh, isn't sure if he's going to continue his MMA career apparently it seems that uh, he went on a social media on an Instagram live chat and he said quote it takes a lot of work it takes too much, too much uh, expletive work. At this age, it takes too much expletive work. You never know what's going to happen, but it takes so much work. There's so much people telling me to fight again. Other people telling me don't fight again. It's a lot to take in. So at this point, he's really unsure. He doesn't know if he's going to continue to fight. But you know what? I mean, it it just would seem to me that it's time for BJ Penn to hang the gloves up. He had an incredible career. But lately, it just seems like he's not his heart hasn't been in it for a while. And it just seems like he's just going out there for a paycheck, not really to fight for the love of the sport, but just to go ahead and get paid. And at the end of the day, that's not really a good reason for you to continue to get you know, to get beaten. I mean, he got last, uh, last, the last fight that he was in, he was, um, he was beaten by submission by Ryan Hall. And he was actually scheduled to fight again against Nick Lentz, but Dana White, president of the UFC, he decided to, uh, pull that card shortly after there was a video that was released about a brawl that BJ Penn had in Hawaii. So that fight didn't happen. And of course, now with the whole crisis, the COVID-19 crisis going on, it doesn't, it seems like many fighters, I mean, I talked about DC also, you know, saying that he might be hanging up his gloves too. So that might be something that's trending to a lot of these fighters that have, you know, pretty much reached their peak and are deciding to just pretty much hang it up. BJ Penn looks like he's one of those fighters that might be, you know, thinking about also calling the quits too. And with good reason. I mean, he's had a long career. I, I, in my opinion, I think it's time for him to go ahead and hang it up. So that's just me. Up next in video game news, looks like Pokemon Go is going to make raids a lot easier to get to via remotely so we'll talk a little bit a little bit about that but first here is Marquise McClendon's Heartless right here on the Xander Effect
trying his best to keep his head up, but he's fed up, trying not to lose his mind, you show him love and then they cross you every time, no wonder why he's like this, they took his love, now them drugs got him like this, no wonder why he's like this, ain't got no more to give, now he's heartless, Talking to him, he depressed. When he can't get him, he be breaking out in sweats. I hate to see my nigga go out like that, no, no. Not like that, no. He's trying, he's trying. But he's so sick of fighting, yeah. Should've got down on his knees and prayed. Said he went the other way. Trying his best to keep his head up. you every time no wonder why he's like this they took his love now them drugs got him like this no wonder why he's like this ain't got no more to give now he's heartless That was Marquise McClendon's Heartless right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like Pokemon Go developers uh, Niantic uh, is basically trying to make it easier for people to uh, play the game, uh, you know, without having to go out as much. Seeing as where a lot of uh, a lot of places are having a you know strict stay at home order, and you can't really play Pokemon on the go if you can't go anywhere, pretty much. So it looks like the developers are going to be making it easier for uh, players to be able to go to raids. They are implementing. They're gonna they're gonna add. Uh, a way for people to be able to go to raid battles remotely and that's going to make it easier for many people that have to like you know uh, adhere to stay at home orders the game developers for pokemon go will start to introduce an item called pokemon go remote raid passes which basically means that uh for one pokecoin bundle uh it's actually going to be a part of a limited design uh pokemon pokecoin bundle uh you'll be able to purchase individual remote raid passes uh from the in-game shop for a special discounted price of 100 pokecoins so that way you could go ahead and go to um to some of these raids without having to actually leave your home and i think that's fair i think that's fair because many players they love playing this game personally i actually love playing it as well but you can't really go anywhere right now right now is not the time to be i mean when they first introduced pokemon go it was a, a way for people ironically enough it was a way for people to get out of their house and go you know maybe do a little walking a little exercise because you have to walk uh to find pokemons and also poke stops and all these things but now unfortunately with with the current crisis people can't go out they can't go walking they can't do anything they have to adhere to stay at home orders so 
this is a way for them to make it easier on everybody and still continue to play the game. So props to them for making it easier on their loyal players. Well, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that to remain safe. Make sure to, you know, adhere to your stay-at-home orders. If you have to go out, if it's essential for you to go out, make sure you wear your masks, wear your gloves, wear goggles if you have them to make sure you continue to stay safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family members safe from this crisis that's going on right now. Remember to join the hashtag AW movement to applaud the applaud workers movement to applaud all these essential workers that are out there risking their lives and their families' lives to make sure that we continue to uh, get the service that we need from these essential businesses. So remember to applaud them. Remember to thank them for everything that they're doing because they're 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 continue to do everything they can for us. And remember that this crisis, this too shall pass. We will get through this. Trust me on that. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Live it up. Be Taylor. Flow rider. Live it up. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc. BMG and Sony Music The Orchard in association with Art19 Media.